what happens when you buy twenty year old shit box, you know, Japanese cars. <laughs> Alright, I'm just test recording now, just to make sure that we're where we think we are. Am I cool? Do I look cool? Am I super cool? I wanna be I wanna like Zoolander cool. <laughs> Was Zoolander ever really cool? I never saw the movie. Really? I, my nose still hurts from the handlebar going in my face. I'm really stoked I still have a tooth. Really stoked, because I just spent, like, $4,000 on it. <laughs> you know, I feel like we should pause this and check that it's recording all right. Or I could just trust my levels, and that's a great intro. <laughs> <laughs> check it <laughs> I'm kind of cool with just rolling with it <laughs> okay <laughs> unless you don't want to I got a new tooth Brad <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay alright we'll, we'll kill it we'll kill it <laughs> Because we already just stopped and laughed for a second. <laughs> I couldn't help it, though. We're talking about my tooth, and I'm like, <laughs> it just, the reason why that meme, was, that meme was so funny was because I literally just got my my tooth fixed. And it was like, tooth break. <laughs> I know how you feel. <laughs> Only a little bit. I mean, he's got, like, way worse than me. But... Mine was pretty jacked. <laughs> I didn't stop it. I don't really care. I think it's funny, and I've never never pretended to be a polished podcast anyway. <laughs> I love Brad. I love him to death. And <laughs> That meme on face, Tyler, is gold. It is pretty good. Um, so welcome back to the podcast, Tom. Yay, I'm here. In Pittsburgh. And welcome back to the podcast listeners. Um, this episode is being recorded in the future. The future. Because I'm going to record a podcast after this that's going to go up first. Yeah. Well, but, the old switcheroo. You know, none of that really matters to you. Other than that, I like to give you some insight into how cool it is to run a podcast. Uh, it's not very. Uh, this, I'm not going to put a real intro on this, I don't think. I've been recording an intro and putting yeah. an intro over it, and then, like, I've noticed to myself it makes it harder to start the podcast out when I'm avoiding the intro in the podcast or oh, yeah. or if I record it after then there's redundancy sometimes so it's kind of like yeah I know what uh, I know what the episode's going to be this is going to be episode 31 cuz the last episode I recorded was 29 um <laughs> 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 uh, I know it's so dumb sounding <laughs> No, I mean, it makes total sense to me. But, I know I know what's going on. <laughs> but, I mean, 
Technically, it's zero three one. Zero three one, because you expect to hit triple digits in no time. I mean, it's always been three digits. That's just key, because yeah. the numbers matter so much. <laughs> I don't know. I think about any of that. I I prepped and tried to get all my phone situation taken care of, and now I'm getting work texts. Work texts. <laughs> On work phone. On the work phone. On the work phone, naturally. All right, well, none of it matters. It's about a wrestling tournament that my boss's son was what? in. What? <laughs> work text. <laughs> wrestling. Oh, this is an awesome start to this episode. I love it. I, don't, I haven't done enough of these lately where it's just like you sit down and kind of settle in as you go. Yeah. And nonsense just flows. Yeah, so it's, it's I love fun. it. I like talking nonsense. It's my MO. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully, the next episode's good. The last episode to you guys. Yeah, the last episode. But um, was good. Check out Tom's sick shirt. Yeah, that's all I have to say. Work. Check out, check uh, out the last podcast. Yeah, it's it's gonna be good. J Quartz Metalworks on Instagram. J JC Metalworks. I thought it was J Quartz. JC. Did he change it? I don't know. Hold on. It's J Quartz. This needs to be proper. It's J Quartz. We're gonna we're gonna check this real quick. Oh, shoot, dang. I've been telling people the wrong thing. I suck. <laughs> I don't know. When you type in JC Metalworks, it comes up, so. It's J Quartz Metalworks. Yeah, J Quartz Metalworks. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm a failure. <laughs> so... Episode zero three one is with Tom the Failure Beckman. Uh, Tom's been on the show before. He was in the No Worries Crew podcast. I don't know which episode that was. It was like twenty something. Was it that late? I don't remember. Because this is only thirty one. I listened to it literally yesterday. Actually, I'm not gonna look it up. I don't really care. Yeah, numbers are irrelevant. It's yeah, the No Worries Group it's podcast with Roz and Tom. Sick Tom. Sick Tom. I was dying. <laughs> if you get a cut, take care of your infections. It was terrible, dude. Did Roz tell you I almost passed out at the concert in Ohio? Was, no. Yeah, it was. It was really bad. <laughs> I mean, you passed out today. Well, yeah, that was just random, no sleep, not drinking enough water, passing out. You took a mini nap while you were rolling in. Yeah, that was <laughs> so bad. So stupid. <laughs> Don't worry, the wall woke you up. Yeah, the wall woke me up real good. My wrist is so bad. It hurts. All right, this is uh, awesome intro <laughs> it's like we're not we haven't really done it and we just keep beating around the bush we're not cutting sound so that 
I don't. I'm not cutting anything. I don't care. <laughs> anything. Rainbows. Carry on. <laughs> no, the the fans on AB's computer they change colors around the fan, and it was just showing rainbows. Cool story, bro. Thanks. I thought it was. <laughs> oh, I never started recording. Hmm. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Would you look at that? <laughs> Whew. Okay, episode 31, Tom Beckman. Um, last time you were on, mostly it was just chatting about No Worries Crew, the, the project, filming project. I would say DVD, but it wasn't. It's like uh, individual yeah. parts that you guys worked on and put out. Yeah, I was supposed to have one, and I forgot to send everything over. It, it it's not necessarily too late, but it it is what it is. It was pretty unorganized. It's better late. Yeah, better late. <laughs> so we we put parts together, and we we're gonna put it like all together in a video, and things just kind of didn't work out. A lot of people that it, it was like a four year project, so a lot of the people that were into it in the beginning, fell out, and then it just ended up with me, Roz, and Davey. And I, th I thought all the parts were decent. Roz's part was pretty epic. Um, my part was mediocre at best, naturally. Um, Davey's part was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were all good. Yeah. They were all enjoyable. I did, I did less tables than I thought I would in my video part. So it was only 95% of your part? No, it was, I, I think, I, <laughs> I literally think I only had like maybe four tabletops. The rest was all pedal grinds, to be fair. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> the two things I do. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, that, like that project's I mean, I would say it's pretty much a wrap. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's not really too much you can do with it unless I do send you all the stuff, but... Yeah. I mean, it's like you were on a roll. You were getting them done one after the other, and yeah. now it's it's done. So it is what it is. Yeah, and Roz's part was supposed to be, like, the ender just because he's the one that put actual time into the specific project mm -hmm. so and he his part granted it was good mm -hmm. he had some really like shocking stuff yeah no it was really good yeah maybe if i'm a good host i'll like drop some links in the description Possibly. and like they're all on our bmx so we can check that oh out. yeah they did all make it on yeah, there yeah. so that's that's the rest of your intro is um beyond the no worry screw thing tom has been contributing a whole bunch of stuff to our bmx in varying capacities and yeah. i'm sure not everything you send in gets posted oh no it's it's um a good amount goes up but jeff and, and ryan they they definitely want to put out quality stuff and I'm thankful to 
get some of my stuff chosen by them because I, I look up to those two so much. Like, yeah, Jeff, Jeff's super idol. And, um, I mean, it's, it's cool to get just feedback too, because you might get a picture that you're really excited about, and then it's like, it could actually be eh. garbage. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can be blinded by your own art. Yeah, and that's, that's the, the thing with an artistic format. Like, I don't really see myself, I'm, I'm definitely more of like a technical photographer, not really art base like I I like the only art part of it is like I like cool shadows <laughs> I guess you could say but other than that it's like it's very technical for me and uh, as far as like light levels and like proper exposures and stuff but then you look at a photo and you think it's really cool like that doesn't mean other people think it's cool. You know, mm-hmm. you hope. You know, you made it. So, so it, it is very satisfying to have someone that I look up to so much say, "Yeah, that's that's good." Like we'll use that. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else like intro wise demographic wise like we didn't really do it was neither the tom beckman or the Roz podcast before although no. you were dying so Roz yeah. did most of the talking <laughs> I, um, was, I was dying so like i don't know i mean let's just kind of do do the tom beckman podcast like where you and i know each other crosses in years after you'd already been riding so like yeah um you're from a small town in the middle of nowhere yeah new york state newark valley new york <laughs> and i used to ride my bike to owego new york that's not how it's pronounced by the way owego no newark <laughs> it's it's Nurk Valley. <laughs> Nurk. <laughs> no, it's Newark Valley. <laughs> Everyone just says Nurk Valley because they like to point out the fact that I'm from Redneck Town. <laughs> Nurk Valley. Yeah. All your fields glow at night. It's real weird. <laughs> and it smells like cat pee from blown up math labs. Hey. <laughs> it is what I, it is. I mean, that's happened before. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, Newark Valley, for being a small town in the middle of nowhere, had a scene. Oh, yeah. A definitely. good scene. It had a pretty, pretty solid scene. And... A lot of that had to, you know, FBM was a big part of that. You know, everyone that was in Newark Valley was, like, looked up to those people a lot. Mm -hmm. And it made a big difference that, like, eventually Kelly moved. Kelly Baker moved to to Newark Valley. Mm -hmm. 
and like that definitely helped. Um, but even before that, Sawyer Brown, like he really organized like all of it, the NVE stuff, mm -hmm. and like he, which Newark Valley Evolution. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like he was the reason why there is such a good group of people in the town that that rode like good at you know as in size mm -hmm. we, had a, we had a pretty stacked group you had uh, i mean the like iconic nve photo has probably 20 people in it oh yeah the photo where so I'm flipping off the camera? I don't know. It's the one where yeah. the whole crew's in there. And the bike's stuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there. I don't know how what the count is in it, but it's got to be close to 20 people. There is a good amount of people. And it's all the Newark Valley scene. Yeah, that was just in town Newark Valley. And then you had Berkshire and Richford, which weren't that far from, like, I you can't say downtown because downtown Newark Valley. <laughs> the stoplight in Newark Valley. Yeah, the stoplight in Newark Valley. You know, <laughs> it, it was maybe like four miles to Berkshire and then maybe another four miles to Richford. And those two little towns had their own big scenes. Like Berkshire would, had a big one because of Jeff Collins and, and BBB, you know, Berkshire mm -hmm. Biker Boys. Um, and then Richford had the Dirt Bowl, and that was huge. Like, Kmart and all those dudes, Bugsy, like, we had such a big group in that little space that it was just, there was so much riding going on. Well, it's the middle of nowhere, but it's... It's not like it didn't have stuff around it because you're anyone that knows New York geography by any means, it's halfway between Ithaca and Binghamton. Yeah. Almost like on Which the nose halfway. We're two like epic places to ride. You had Cornell. And not far and from Syracuse. VU. Yeah. So you've like an you've got off. all these points around it. It just happens to not be anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's nowhere with a bunch of people on bikes that had easy access to everywhere. Everywhere as, you know, much as a place in New York could be, you mm -hmm. know. But, yeah, it, it was a really cool time. And I definitely, like, seeing Elbridge Street and, and, like, all of that stuff that went on early that's what got me on a bike but i f truly feel like after i started riding and i got to know sawyer and his brother zach and all all the kids in newark valley mm -hmm. like that that's what cemented it i was at that time i was like i like i like this <laughs> i'm just gonna keep doing it <laughs> <laughs> It's hard not to when you've got a big scene. Yeah, huge scene. And like if you full, did, if full you DVD out. In, 
Like, yeah. You guys weren't messing around. There was as, the, as and we had spots. Like, we had trails. I didn't ride much of those trails. Really, really good ditch in Newark Valley. Yeah. Really good. Still there. Still awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty full because no one's done anything. You know, no one's cleaned it out in forever. Yeah, I mean, Derek and I rode it like two years ago. But okay. There you go. <laughs> It was pretty full. It was pretty nasty. But yeah. It's pretty whatever, monster truck it, figure it out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's the, the butcher shop, and we had, like, guardrails so that we could grind and stuff, and then there was church rail. Church rail was up past the Sunoco. There's the main stoplight. Mm-hmm. If you were coming... You're blowing up all the Newark Valley spots. Yeah, the all, public all the eye. spots. All, all the spots. It's like no one rides there anymore, so... Yeah. Yeah. The scene was strong, but it died. <laughs> well, it crashed hard. It didn't seem like there was any up-and-coming youth. Or maybe... Not that there wasn't. There was yeah. a big gap in it. So it was like they didn't relate to the scene maybe I feel like it it wasn't as solid with the younger kids like they all liked riding bikes a lot and then they graduated they graduated high school Mm -hmm. and like now you'll see them on their bikes every once in a while and it's like cool every time you see it you're like kind of shocked you're like, oh, Jaybird's on his bike. Whoa. Or, you know, stuff like that. And I feel like, as far as the younger kids, the Berkshire and Richford kids were more solid than in town Newark Valley. But, like, the skill levels were kind of all over the place. Like, I, I was never amazing. I, I didn't get decent at doing stuff until I started racing. And then I feel like I got a little bit better. Um, but before that, everyone was kind of so-so. But we all had fun. You know, that's all that really mattered. There were a couple, couple dudes that were just really good. Um... Cody Abitoy, super naturally gifted. And he could ride whatever. Like, you bring him to Baker's Acres, and he'll ride Big Six, which is like big sets, mm-hmm. brakeless, with bar. And he still has the same, like, handlebars that he had in 2005. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. tiny. So, and it's like, you can still bring him there, and he'll still jump the biggest jumps with the acres. No questions. Breakless. Which is crazy at the acres. It's crazy because the berms are low. Berms are low, and you can generate speed fast. And, yeah. I'm going to see. Speaking of uh, Sawyer, though, was super stoked that 
Mike and Sawyer and a lot of the New York Valley crew came out yeah. for the Binghamton Jam last year. It was really cool. And I was most stoked that Sawyer, within like three or four tries, was doing feeble hards like he never quit riding. Feeble hards? And did you <laughs> see him doing full cabs? Yeah. Like like it was nothing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, granted, Sawyer is super athletic. Yeah, yeah, I mean, being fully in shape the way he is yeah. definitely plays to his advantage there. Absolutely. But, but it's still, the it technique, still amazing. just being there, like... Like, it was nothing. Mm-hmm. Never, never missed a beat. It, it's not like he had pegs on his bike. Because he didn't have pegs on his bike. And he hasn't had pegs on his bike for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, oh, yeah, I'll buy some pegs. Oh, people hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was pretty silly. <laughs> it was yeah, cool. it, was, it was good. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, definitely. It was always good. Um, I don't know how long did you ride before I met you. When did you start riding? I started messing around with the idea of like BMX in like '97-ish. Okay. So like quite a while before I actually like started hanging out with people that rode. Mm-hmm. And then maybe like 2004 is when I started. Uh, 2003, 2004 was when I started um, hanging out with Sawyer and like the people in town, Newark Valley. Because I lived half an hour car ride away from all of those dudes. I lived out in the sticks, which like way out. So Newark I had, Valley's already in the sticks. Yeah, yeah. So Newark Valley's in the sticks. And then there's me, like, past the sticks. <laughs> like, into the trees, I guess. <laughs> um, so I had to ride to Newark Valley, which was like a two-hour bike ride on my 20-inch. And sometimes I convinced the bus driver to let me take my bike to school with me on the bus and that, that was a lot of work and then um I'd ride for a while and my mom would come pick me up like at like 8 or something at night mm-hmm. and then I started riding with the Berkshire kids more because people kind of in Newark Valley kind of started to not ride as much so Started riding more with Jeff Collins, Jet, Jeff Jr., Justin Collins. Um, that's when I got to know Cody Abitoy, Dylan Abitoy, um, and all those dudes more. And they had the the Berkshire Trails, which were in the backyard of Jeff Collins' house. And there's also a garage, like a barn garage thing. Probably maybe uh, three times the size of this room, but like stacked like like this. Mm-hmm. And 
there was a ramp at that end, which was a vert wall. And, but like maybe half the height of this room tall, like I stacked on top mm -hmm. of this room. So it was, it was pretty short for riding. And this side we had a, a quarter that was like maybe a three foot quarter. And then the other side was vert wall. And that's what we rode in the winter. Mm -hmm. That's all we rode in the winter. <laughs> well, other than ECT, we rode ECT yeah. a little bit. Yeah, but, but I mean, that was a close to probably 45 minute, if not more, drive for, oh, you, yeah. for your crew. Like Definitely. It wasn't like you could just be like, oh, we're going to go over to ECT. Yeah, no, it was, it was like an occasion. Like, we get to Berkshire, it was kind of a random occasion, but we'd get to Berkshire, and then every once in a while, Jeff would be like, okay, load up the van. Like, let's, let's do it. And then as I got older, I started, my parents started driving me to ECT, and I rode every Sunday there. Mm -hmm. But, like, I didn't get to meet anyone, because no one rode on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Like, no one went to ECT on Sunday. Um, but, yeah, so that, that's how all that happened, and I, I rode Richford a little bit. It was a lot of the Berkshire kids that I rode with were actually from Richford, but they would come to ride the trails behind, um, Big Job's house. Mm -hmm. So, I got to know them, and then every once in a while I'd go to the Dirt Bowl which was Kmart's place. I never rode the Dirt Bowl. I was never... Like, I was around and I was riding, but I did not overlap with any of the Newark Valley scene yeah. when it was big. I knew who they all were. We we didn't, like, really branch out that much. You had, like, the older, older group that was, like... Sawyer's age, maybe a little older, like mm -hmm. Casey Peaster and Andy Grant. Yeah. Like, those dudes that were, like, kind of on another level of riding, I, I feel like. Who else? Who was the, There was a third dude. Oh, Bugsy. Bugsy was, like, the dude. Like, he was good. Mm -hmm. Real good. And so, yeah, that, those dudes kind of traveled more and went to places to ride. But, like, the younger group, we didn't really travel that much. None of us had cars. Our parents weren't, like, driving us places. So if we wanted to go somewhere, we rode our bike. Yeah. And, like, it's a lot to ride your bike. From the actual middle of nowhere to like the middle of nowhere, <laughs> just to see your friends, right and, right, right? and then, like, even for the Newark Valley kids, it was a lot to like. The closest thing was Berkshire, and that was a lot to ride your bike to. So they would kind of stay in Newark Valley because they had spots. You know, they had a couple spots. I don't know particularly listeners of this podcast, but 
I don't know how many people in general really can even relate to that. Not... Yeah. Especially in today's age where, like, things like the wheel mill exist, where yeah. the scene is so heavy and concentrated, and it kind of um, goes beyond what you typically see for, like, the scene at a local park. Yeah. Because it's just big, and it, you know, it's a draw. So yeah. there's, like, a lot of things that can be said for that, but... We just didn't have that. Yeah. And, like, your scene, you had the barn. Yeah. And, and it, you, it had, was... you had some trail spots and so, some street. But, um, like you're saying, to, to even make it to town was an achievement. Yeah. It was, like I said, a two-hour bike ride on my 20-inch to get into town, which, like, wasn't really somewhere. Yeah, yeah, like two hour bike ride to go and basically ride like a curb. I forget exactly when, but when did the Nike 6.0 park get put in? That was that was, 2010? Yeah, that was uh, ish. I can't remember exactly when. I feel like it was slightly it was before that, maybe 2008. It was later. Like, yeah, because most of the scene up. was already out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I remember that. It, I remember it for multiple reasons. One, it might have been the first time I'd ever been in Newark Valley. <laughs> Why go? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember that a lot of the crew had joined the military, or yeah. at least a handful of dudes. Yeah. So... Um, I'm, I should know the names, but I don't know the name of the dude who died overseas. Uh, Nick Wilson. Nick Wilson, yep. Yeah. So, there's a park in Newark Valley dedicated to Nick Wilson, and there was a Nike contest for a backyard mini ramp, mm -hmm. and again, should know the name, probably do, but I'm whoever wrote that one. the essay. It wasn't Mike, was it? Was it Mike Donnelly? I don't or was think it, it was Mike. Was it another Nick? Might have been another Nick. Anyway, uh, another local <clears throat> dude in the military wrote his letter in about why he doesn't actually even want a mini ramp, but he thinks the community deserves it because Newark Valley had allocated the space, yeah. but had no funds to build the park. Yeah. So he wanted it for the community. So they, you know, okay, well, we're going to give you a whole park, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, the reason this becomes memorable is that Kelly Baker went to bat for the community. Yeah. And really threw Nike under the bus hard for a while on the come up and other places. Back in the come up's heyday. Yeah, Kelly definitely was the reason it actually happened. Uh-huh. 100%. Yeah. Because they were totally not going to build this park. They had wanted nothing to do with it. No, they said they were going to. And then just totally blew it off. But, that's Nike. Look where they are now. <laughs> not in BMX. <laughs> Shout out to Kelly Baker. <laughs> yeah. Who has been in BMX 
forever. <laughs> Not going anywhere. <laughs> but yeah, th I mean that was that's why it's notable. I just I was trying to put a year on it because you were saying you didn't really get involved in in the scene there till like 2003, 2004, somewhere in that yeah. time frame. Before and, that. And I'm thinking it was like 2000, it's got to be somewhere 2008 to 2010. That it time frame. It was in 2008. I graduated 2008. Yeah, I, I graduated in 06. Yeah. It was. And ECT closed in like 07 or 08. Yeah. So it, the Nike Park was built after East Shore. Not after East Shore. Maybe they had the jam after East Shore? Maybe. I don't remember. Because I remember Alex talking about the park. Alex and Spencer. Yeah, and, and we, and we all go. had those Nike 6.0 pedals. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm like this timeline is goofy. I it's, it's funny so to, goofy to go because into. they blew it off for so long. Yeah, maybe it was supposed to happen in 2010. <laughs> I think it was 2010. I don't know. I don't remember. I I don't remember a lot of things. Well, that's its own issue. Yeah, but let's put this into context, right? It's 2020. I moved here in 2014. And East Shore had been closed for, what, a year or so before I moved out of the area. Like yeah. 2013, they closed. Like, when you're really looking at this timeline, it's 2010-ish. It has to be. Yeah. My, my life's all over the place. Oh, it's, it's wild. <laughs> Just thinking about being down here since 2014 is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. I mean, that we we knew each other. We'd like been in passing and stuff through uh, yeah. East Coast Terminal, I'm sure. Even though, like, I have my things to say about that place. I was never a part of that scene. Yeah. Uh, I was never in, with the in crowd there. So every time I went there, it was a why the, am I even here situation. The so. person, the reason why I went there so much was like I tried to go every weekend, every Sunday, mm -hmm. once my, my parents started bringing me. Um, Cooker. Cooker was super nice to me. And he was always super nice to me. You know, he came out to the trails on my birthday, you know. Mm -hmm. Cooker was like a, kind of a, a big brother-ish that I saw once a week mm -hmm. kind of thing. And, like, he was always nice. And there wasn't really the in-crowd wasn't there when I was there. Mm -hmm. I never met any of those dudes. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it just never was the place for me that that everyone else remembers it being, and I think that that's okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I don't have the attachment that other people have to that place. Yeah. Anyway, it's, you know, not to digress or anything, but 
uh, I think we knew each other a little bit from there. We knew each other from HCS, and we knew each other from racing. Yeah. But um, we were never friends. <laughs> <laughs> we we might still not be friends. Not sure. <laughs> well, no, I mean, East Shore comes around a handful of years later. One, everyone thinks it's a name bite off East Coast Terminal. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone. Until they realize that it's a skate park on East Shore Drive. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh. Well, East Shore Skate Park uh, makes sense. Oh, that's the address, is it? <laughs> well, it's still pretty lame, you know. Yeah. East Coast Terminal, East Shore. <laughs> it's fun. Um, I mean, before East Shore... We, I mean, we would hang out. Yeah, rarely. You know what I mean? Like, once in a while through HCS. Yeah, yeah. HCS, like, you, me, Steve, um, your brother. Who else? I feel like there was one other person. Wally. Probably. I, I didn't talk to Wally that much. But, like, we'd go to the diner every once in a while, you know, wing night, crap like mm -hmm. that. But it wasn't, like, super solid friendship. Yeah. Like, we didn't hate each other. Yeah. But East Shore <laughs> days is really where, like, we just were around each other a lot. I yeah. Mean, I was making that drive from Binghamton to Ithaca three nights a week possibly yeah. and that would be in just the, there that would be in the summer yeah we'd be coming up for summer sessions and it's like that really speaks to that park was super simple but yeah. it was it wasn't even that the park was necessarily that fun it was but it had a good scene yeah the dudes there were just cool to be around and like in that regard I'm sure that people have the same memories of that place as I have of East Coast Terminal. I, yeah. The people that probably were not a part of that scene. And it's like, they don't care whether mm -hmm. that park was there or not. They didn't have that good of a time there, maybe. Yeah. But, like, we would drive up just to hang out. Like, I met Sam there. Mm -hmm. You and I turned into pretty good friends there. The whole No Worries Crew thing. Yeah. Um, All came yeah. together because of East Shore. Yeah. And, like, Alex and Spencer, like, they were good. And that was, for a lot of people, I, I know a lot of people went there. You hear that, Spencer? You were good. <laughs> no, Spencer was a lot better than he was. But, <laughs> Spencer got really good when he went to when he went to Texas he like blew up and he's doing crazy stuff now um, I just figured it was a good opportunity to make a joke <laughs> to bust on him or me um but like people would go to East Shore to see Alex ride cause Alex was like a phenomenon you know mm -hmm. and you know like he's just so naturally gifted and, like, now, at this point, he I don't know if he's touched his... Well, he hasn't touched his bike. His bike's in my garage. <laughs> so, there's that. But, 
I guarantee if you handed his, him his bike right now, he would do hop whip, hop, obviously hop bar. Stationary hop whip in a yeah, living room. In, in a living room, he could do it. Right now, he could do it in this space right here. No questions asked. Mm -hmm. And he could probably hop truck first try. Not even thinking about it. Mm -hmm. He's so naturally gifted. It's crazy. That's that's the downside of being naturally gifted, though. In yeah. a way, is it's like there's no motivation to keep going. Yeah, and biking was biking still is like something Alex cares about, but he's always been naturally gifted at like everything, like snowboarding, skateboarding. All of that stuff. He was just always so good, and he got bored of that those things, and because there wasn't really, like you said, there wasn't motivation for him. But mm -hmm. as far as biking, it still is something for him, you know, which is cool. I think it comes to having a crew and whatnot, but yeah. you know, he's the same. He's the victim to what. A lot of people our age are seeing right now, and it's just family life. Like, yeah, you hit a point where yeah, he got you have to ride less because of work. He got a rough, a rough deal. And then you get the family life thing, and yeah, I don't know what his details yeah. of that are. Um, nor is it something we need to talk about on this podcast. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like. You just have to deal with your life. And, yeah. like, unlike maybe generations past, I don't think any of us are going to hang it up and just be like, okay, yeah, I'm done now. We might ride yeah. less, like, substantially less than we would like to. I don't, but we're not hanging it up by any means. I don't think I could ever... I don't, I don't think I could ever not ride. Like, I have to own a bike. I can see at some point maybe it transitions to a different type of riding. Yeah. Um, well, I've definitely transitioned like a number of times as far as like type of riding. I mean type of bike too. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, sort of mountain biking. Mountain biking school. I can get down with mountain biking. Yeah. I can't really... Like, I've never been into the road biking side of anything i my road bike kind of stays on the trainer and i just ride it on the trainer i don't like it is kind of boring just going out by yourself like if i'm going out for a ride with like kim or shannon you know mm -hmm. the bakers like that can be fun because they always have they always have something interesting to say, you know. It's always mm -hmm. fun. But well, and they have a crew. Yeah, they do have like a little road bike crew, which is it's cool. It's cool that their crew, and we're talking about Saints to Sinners. Yeah, Saints to Sinners. It's cool that their crew, like as a collective, went from almost exclusively riding BMX. Yeah. To 
kind of seeing the bigger picture, I would say, and yeah. seeing all bikes as being equal. Yeah. And it's like, that it's was, not weird for those That was a guys. natural evolution for Kim that I think prompted a lot of that. Um, he raced BMX, and then he raced Cruiser. He kind of stuck with Cruiser. And then... He was like, oh, this is cool. Maybe mountain bike's cool. And the mountain bike was cool because it was kind of like dirt bike mm -hmm. slash BMX. And then he was like, oh, road bike. I can ride my road bike to work. And like stuff like that. And he, like he got really into road biking. Mm -hmm. And now he's just an animal. All bikes are awesome. Yeah, all bikes are awesome. <laughs> Which... I inherently agree with. It's just that I have not been drawn to road biking. Yeah. I always laugh from a mountain biking standpoint. That's what I would call the quote-unquote so socially acceptable biking, right? Mountain biking. like Yeah. And BMX is like out-of-control crazy kids. Yeah, crazy kids. The irony <laughs> is that in BMX... The majority of the time, it's about precision, repeatability, and control. Yeah. You want to do the exact same thing, the exact same way, over and over and over. Yeah, because consistency is the way to do more Mountain stuff. biking Mountain is only biking. fun if you're almost dying. Yeah. You are <laughs> literally hucking yourself down a hill. Yeah, but it's not fun unless you get loose in a corner and almost tank it, and you're yeah. like, ha, 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 that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. It, and you're like, it's like how do how are they so loose. mixed up? Yeah, it's so loose. But yeah, it's also weird. And hopefully, no one takes this the wrong way. But we've all I seen will. it. It's weird to see mountain bikers that ride mountain bikes all the time. Yeah, not be able to ride a skinny. <laughs> you know it's it, and then like BMXers will hop on it and they'll like rail ride rail ride rail ride three skinnies after one another yeah. and then like tabletop off of it and it, it's like I've always hated skinnies what a dick move <laughs> <laughs> it's like no you're just not good enough <laughs> yeah uh the mountain bike scene in Ithaca is really big. Um, you have really good trails like Shindagan yeah, and Shindagan, Hammond Hill, Connecticut Hill. Um, and they're all, you know, like more classy, more professional people. Mm -hmm. And they can definitely climb hills. But when it comes to going down, it gets, like you said, it gets loose. And it's a little scary. And I feel like I'm very controlled. And it's just, it's weird to see. It almost makes it worse, right? To a yeah. degree. When we come in with this inherent bike control. Yeah. So, we come in to riding mountain bikes, and we're so used to riding bikes 
and we have so much bike control that we start out way up here. Yeah. But some of the finer mechanics we've missed all along the way. So certain parts of mountain biking are just death traps for a BMXer because you come in hot, yeah. you're overconfident, you know what you're doing, and then you just get sent. Yeah. With, with mountain biking, the, the weird thing for me was being in Ithaca, the land of the hills, like, you have to climb to go down. Mm -hmm. And I just, that was the hardest part for me, because BMX, you, you do a run, and then you sit down and hang out, you know. I ride street in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, but on but that you, you point, can, you can chill, you know, in between stuff. Mountain biking, it's like all of those people, they climb as hard as they can to the top and then go down. And it's <laughs> like, dude, yo, I'm going to climb like halfway to the top, <laughs> sit, Drink a little bit of water. Consider walking the rest of the yeah, way. <laughs> consider walking the rest of the way. Most of the time, walk the rest of the way. And then I'm going to chill once I get to the top. And then I'm going to bomb it. I'm not trying to be the fast guy. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to climb mountains. <laughs> I always have a hard time finding my rhythm. Climbing. Yeah. And some of it could be my bike. I'm going to take that into full account because I bought a cheap mountain bike. And I know I can't ride a cheap BMX bike. Yeah. So why would <laughs> I think that that thing's going to last me? My $400 stock mountain bike. Yeah. But I knew better, you know, whatever. But there but, is the fact that mountain bikes are too expensive. We're so used to the harder single speed gear mm -hmm. and you just climb along and it's a rhythmic pace and you just it's the gear chug through it and there's no like game about it yeah and mountain biking every time i either can't figure out what gear i want to be in or i can't pace myself properly and you're like yes and then you want to die and your legs just feel like jello by the time you get to the top or when you like stand up to really push through it and you're in a low gear, it's like you're not making any headway. So it just, I don't know. I, I have a really hard time finding my rhythm for around. a climb. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like climbing. Don't like it. I think I could be into it, but I need to find a rhythm. Yeah. And that, it would just take me a little bit of work. But um, we've been talking for about an hour yeah and we haven't really touched on anything that we were gonna touch on <laughs> although we're, we're almost there like my new tooth i think my <laughs> new tooth that almost got knocked out today that was terrifying <laughs> i mean i don't think your story is uh not worth talking about in that regard like the the history and everything like we've been doing yeah uh i think it's cool from the small town with a big scene like yeah. that is wild it, it was a unique situation way. i feel yeah like not to 
spice myself up, but I definitely feel like it was a unique situation with a small town, big scene, and big names close by. Mm-hmm. Like lots of parties. Way too many parties. <laughs> Way too many parties. Um, yeah, it, it was definitely a weird time to grow up, but it was cool. And wouldn't trade any of it. And I mean, pretty much from East Shore days, we covered it in the No Worries Crew podcast. Like every yeah. East Shore on was covered in as that. As much one, as so. I can remember. I didn't listen through back through it anyway, so yeah. But I mean, I'm pretty sure we spent like two or three hours on No Worries Crew and <laughs> and uh, East Shore and and what you guys had going on right up to that point. So now that the Better Late project is done, yay! And you're focusing on a lot of stuff photo wise, like yeah. Talk about photos. What are you doing? Photos. I shoot photos. So, um, I'm definitely trying to get more into the the industry as far as action sports photography. Um, not not really action sports photography. Every photographer in the world thinks water polo is an action sport. So I'm going to be more specific. Extreme sports photography. Like scootering. <laughs> like scootering. Um, actually, Shelby Grimes. And ripsticking. Shelby Grimes is a, is a scooter photographer. And she kills it. Absolute killer. Um, she, does, she shoots some BMX and skate too. But mainly she focuses on scooters. So good. Her lighting is really interesting. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. Tom Beckman photo. Check me out. On Instagram. And website. Yeah. And you might link it. Who knows? No, I, I can definitely maybe link Tom Beckman <laughs> photo. Maybe. <laughs> definitely maybe. <laughs> I like how I like how like my a way of saying that we were probably going to do a podcast was we might do a podcast who knows and then you reposted it with the <laughs> okay <laughs> well so part one of that I totally forgot you were planning on coming down with John oh <laughs> so I'd only been talking to John well, and then I, yeah I, had, I didn't tell anyone and then until a couple of days ago <laughs> you posted that I'm like oh yeah <laughs> oh. <laughs> alright sure if we have time yes let's do that Yeah. so it works out cool that they had some plans tonight because the more people that are around the less like into it you can get Yeah. in a way Yeah. Um, I feel like Johnny's is kind of going to be a little loose might be. It really depends if Mike and Leland, one, yeah. come and crash here, and two, want to be involved. Yeah. I feel Which is going to be funny, because anyone listening to this one's already going to know. 
and we don't. <laughs> yeah, That's what we I'm saying. No this idea. is being recorded <laughs> in the future. You you let us know. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, life's crazy right now. But basically, right now, my main focus is shooting BMX, and I'm really focusing on the scenes around me and trying to promote those as much as possible. So the Syracuse, New York crew is, it's fine. Um, I'm trying to shoot a lot with them to get them out because they're, you know, they're good dudes and mm-hmm. good at riding, you know, they're fun to be around and they always, they're always down to shoot a photo. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a couple couple dudes in Ithaca now that are riding a lot so it's it's slowly we're kind of getting a scene back going it was a weird time after East Shore where it like slumped really hard mm-hmm. and now like a couple people have moved into town like Johnny's there so we've slowly been growing well it it picked up the same way it died more in Binghamton when FBM moved yeah yeah because the Binghamton scene was hurting yeah and it had been for a while and I think part of it could be that people didn't want to move on from the fact that East Coast Terminal closed 10 years ago yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> you know, couldn't appreciate some stuff that they did still have, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And had always been spoiled. Yeah. I mean, you consider the fact that Binghamton always had jams going on. Oh, yeah. And Honestly. then once the focus shifted from Binghamton to Richmond. Yeah. Not that there weren't still events going on, but the scene died. Yeah. And then when a handful of years even later, FBM moves back to Ithaca, mm-hmm. dead. I mean, yeah. and that's like, not, this is not about Grindworks, but that is why we always felt like we had to keep doing something there. Like, oh, yeah. But we've also felt the other side of that, like, Everyone's always been so spoiled by awesome jams in Binghamton that it's like, well, this isn't going to compare to blah, blah, blah. And people don't come, people don't want to support it. And you're like, look, man. We're not doing this for us. (laughs) This is not a jam to say, hey, look how awesome we are. Yeah. This is like, this is for you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Like, come out and support your scene. Yeah. It's, it's it's not my scene anymore. I mean, I try to do what I can for it. It's kind of funny. But I haven't lived in that area in six years. Yeah. Like, it's not my scene. Yeah. <laughs> but in some ways, and I don't want to... I'm not like... I don't even really want to say it, but I almost do more for the scene now than really. I ever did. There's not really and I might anyone else be do doing that. the most for that scene yeah. still. And that's where, like, 
Like, I hope no one takes that the wrong way because out of context that sounds really weird. Yeah, but I mean, as far as I know, there's only like a handful of dudes riding. Mm-hmm. You know, Logan Devante being like probably the main one. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Derek, but yeah, Derek can't because Derek has a metal shop and like a life and the park is no longer open to the public so if that changes in the future yeah then he will clearly be doing more than i am for the scene but like yeah and i hope so And, and again i feel real weird about even bringing it up because i don't mean it in that way I'm just yeah, saying that that I mean, scene died. It's true. <laughs> died. There's nothing really going on. No one. I. Whenever we go down to ride Binghamton, mm-hmm. no one's out. Like the the older group of dudes, like Cody Brown. He's not. I don't, he's I not don't know where any of those dudes are at. A dusty moved. Yep. Um. Kyle Tarbell, I, I haven't seen them on a BMX bike in a while. I think they ride a lot of mountain bikes. There's a lot of mountain bikes, yeah. Surprised about Kyle, not so much surprised about Tarbell, but yeah, they're good. They shred mountain mm-hmm. bikes. Are they here? I don't know. Or am I just hearing other doors around? I have no idea. Yeah, I think they're right there. No. Nope. All right. I mean, it's 11.30 is why yeah. I'm asking. Because they got to be kind of almost done, maybe. Probably. Yeah, who knows. Whatever. <laughs> but, um... Anyway. But, yeah. The, I, I was going somewhere with that thought, and it kind of... Uh, oh, I mean, it it just shifts, you know, like, where the scene is popping, I guess. And, yeah. And it shifted the influence to Ithaca. And that's, like, cool, because that's where you're at. So, the, the influence of FBM didn't really help the Ithaca scene. It helped the Syracuse scene. Which is kind of bizarre. Yeah. So, which was was great. I'm I'm cool with it. You know, I, I like the Syracuse dudes. Mm-hmm. They're all cool, and they're mainly the people we ride with right now. Um. But as far as the Ithaca scene, when FPM came back, it was still not really much going on. You know because. The people that were riding in Ithaca, like John Lee still lived out in Binghamton. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny and Dylan were around, um, which they were riding, but at that point, it's still just four of us yeah. that, that were riding consistently. And then Dylan moved down to PA. Um, 
So then for a, about a year or two, it was just me and Johnny riding. And we were riding the ramps at FBM. And now that isn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, yeah, like, FBM didn't really do much for BMX in Ithaca, which makes sense because no one was really in Ithaca for the scene to help, you know, there was no scene, period, mm -hmm. so can't really do much, you know. That's, that's fair. Yeah. But... Now, like, the Syracuse scene's doing really good. Um, and I, I attribute that a lot to Kyle, Kyle Dolan. He's, he's been putting in a lot of work trying to keep those dudes organized mm -hmm. and, and keep them all riding. Um, well, I mean, there's a whole thing there, too, because they had cranks. Yeah. They had cranks, and then cranks closed, and it's the same just fall-off. Massive oh, yeah. fall was, off of people that just stop riding. After cranks, there was definitely a massive fall off. So, with people like Kyle, and they just want to hold their scene together. And, yeah. you know, to some degree, it's cool when that happens. Yeah. Because you end up with just the core dudes left. Yeah. The dudes that, that were hanging out together anyway. Mm hmm. But, like, all the peripheral crap just goes away. Yeah. And it's just left with, like, a cool scene. Yeah. Um, and it's happened a lot in New York. Like, as far as I can really tell, like, yeah, there, there's BMX riders anywhere in New York. There can mm -hmm. be BMX riders. And maybe it's less apparent to me because I don't see all of it all the time. But to me, as far as BMX in, like, media is concerned, like, seeing it on, like, websites or social, like, Rochester, Buffalo, Syracuse. Mm -hmm. And, of course, New York City, but... That doesn't even count. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's it's yeah, a town. We're we're talking about more upstate. There, Rochester, Buffalo, Syracuse, and Albany because of Mark, mm -hmm. obviously. But those three places are like the only ones that right now are getting exposure. Mm-hmm. And I. I would like to take a little bit of credit for the Syracuse area getting, you know, so much exposure. So I, I'm pushing it, you know. I mean, how can a place get exposure if you don't have someone pushing content? Yeah. Same can be said for down here. Like, Murphy yeah. does so much for the scene just Absolutely. by being out there with his camera. Yeah, definitely. And putting it out there. And then, I mean, it obviously helps having a place like the Wheel Mill. Yeah. And I sh really, they ought to be paying for spots on this podcast for how much I hype them up. <laughs> but um, 
Seriously, you though. talk a lot about the Uh, it's just one of those things that, like, having a photographer in your area. Yeah. And not even really having a photographer. Having a motivated individual that's willing to stand around and either film just record or take photos. Doesn't matter if it's with your phone. And that that's the other thing. Kyle, Kyle, you know, he dropped money on cameras mm-hmm. at, to film. And he's been putting in a lot of work filming. Yeah. It, it's not as immediate as the photos can be, but when he is done with that the project, it's going to be something special. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think content is such an important thing for a scene. And, I mean, obviously it's it's all internet media right now. Like, that's... Yeah. That's the the bread and butter for keeping your scene on the radar. Yeah. But there's other things going on, like you're talking about with Kyle's video project. Um, obviously, I, we've talked about it a handful of times on here, my video project that, like... I need to be motivated on and I have a sick editing station right now you definitely I'm, do I'm sitting at it <laughs> um, so like I'm pretty motivated to get back into it mm-hmm. but quite honestly I still have a bunch of stuff that I need to do first before I really yeah. dive into doing that definitely so like it kind of is what it is mm-hmm. Why don't we flip that light on? Let me see how it looks with it on. Eh. It kind of sucks, but at least they like know to come to this door. I think yeah. John knows anyway, but... Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so... And in the, the group message, we have an Instagram group message that's a wild thing to behold. Um, a while back... And I, I, this was a, a really special thing for me. I don't, I don't like to think that I like talk myself up or, or whatever, but a while ago it was after, after a focus gallery on our BMX, um, I had like three photos in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Bobby, Bobby Lopez, he posted in there. Tom, you're pretty much single-handedly making the New York scene relevant. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was a super special thing for me, you know, at, to like have someone say that like you make a difference. You make a difference, and what you're doing is working. It was like huge because that's that's what I'm doing. Like I. It's where I grew up. Like, I'm not super stoked on New York right now. Not necessarily because of BMX, but like whole bunch of other crap. You know. Um. But it's still where I grew up, and I still have a place in my heart for it. And I obviously have a place in my heart for all my friends. Mm-hmm. And I want to see them 
get the exposure that they deserve. And that right now is all that I really care about with my work. Mm-hmm. So I think it's awesome. I definitely I try. Well, uh, speaking of that group message too, I don't think you know with skate parks and stuff. Sure, I don't think I've seen like the the major upstate New York scene that together. Yeah, and I I think, but it's it's because it's not like huge scenes. It's like a couple guys here and a couple guys here, and they yeah. go, "Hey, if we hang out together." We can make some stuff happen. Yeah. And our, we can all have some fun. Our core group in New York is like not counting like the, the four dudes in Buffalo who are like I I feel like four dudes in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> the four dudes that we actually talk to in Buffalo. Yeah. You know. Um those the the main group is like thirty people. Mm-hmm. And like which is small. But it's it's like a hundred mile radius. Yeah. And not maybe not quite that much. But yeah, I don't know, I mean it's tight. pretty it's like, big. It's Ithaca. Well, I, I'd say the farthest places are Oswego down to Binghamton. Mm-hmm. Which is um, the entire like, vertical stretch of the state in that mi- yeah. middle, upper... You kind of cradle yeah. in Cayuga Lake. Yeah. Around that area. And, and then, then there's a couple dudes in Buffalo that we, we talk to pretty regularly. And, I mean, the indoor spot is Rochester, so, like... Yeah. Rochester all the way over to almost Albany. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big collective to not have that many people yeah it it doesn't and again i i don't know if there isn't other people yeah but they're not like in the prime group those someone in the group would know if there were other people and we don't know about them so yeah i mean like i said the only other person that's like i mean massively relevant but the only other person that's relevant outside of like the people that we talk to is Mark in Albany. Like mm-hmm. he's obviously on a next level of relevant. Mm-hmm. But he's like there's n- not really other people. And which is really strange. But I think I think the the you were talking about the level of tight knit like how tight knit the group is right now Mm -hmm. I think that has literally all to do with that group message Mm -hmm. Um, well but a lot of it started coming together through through the jams too like yeah well the jams were a byproduct product of the group message see I don't know about that because I I was just recently added to that yeah but I know that, like, us having the jams, I'm sure it's like, hey, come oh, to this you're thing. you're talking about your jams. So yeah. we, we've been doing, like, little, just completely random jams. Mm-hmm. Like, and we would post in the group message mm-hmm. saying, hey, we're, we're 
doing a Cornell Street ride. Yeah. And we'd get 20 people. Because I know that, like, uh, Button came to, like, I don't think I was at the first one that he came to, because it was, like, the Trick or Street Jam yeah. that we did in Binghamton. But I'm not sure how he heard about it. But, like, yeah. he probably came down with maybe, like, Mitch and those mm-hmm. dudes. And, you know, it's just, like, growing, which is awesome. But I, I know that I know that they're related in some fashion. It's just, you know, probably chicken or the egg scenario to some degree. Yeah, All, everyone knows the, each other. And then it's like, hey, what's this thing? We're going to this. Come with mm-hmm. us. Yeah. But yeah, that, that group message is the scene. Yeah, it's the scene. Fully. But the the reason I think that it's so tight knit is because the group message and the group message came about because there were a couple dudes that came into Ithaca that moved into town and I was like oh man like we we might actually be able to like grow a, a little scene here and we could ride together mm-hmm. and like at the time I, I wasn't riding that that much and Johnny wasn't riding like as much as he wanted to so I was like fuck you know, if we do something, just some text message group to where everyone that rides BMX in Ithaca is on it, and we just say, hey, going to ride. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then if someone's free, they can go, they can go ride with you. Yeah. Whatever. It's going to get people out to ride more. And that was that was my thought behind that, was to just get people out to ride more. Mostly myself. If I wasn't riding, I was not feeling good, you know. Yeah. I was losing my mind, kind of, because I wasn't riding my bike. Well, and At that point, were you still working at the bike shop, too? Where you're, like, that, that surrounded was, by bikes, that was but after, eight bikes? After bike, the bike shop. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, that that group message started the like this spring. Um and then that group message was pretty good. We were, you know, we regularly had like groups of like five dudes. There's there was only like six dudes in the Ithaca group message. So like five was really good. Oh, we're gonna ta- we're gonna take a quick break and pick back up. How far how long have you guys been doing? Uh, we're we're just back in right now, but um, we got about an hour and a half in before Sweet. we took yeah. a quick break. Uh, but yeah, we were talking about the group message in Ithaca. So the group message in Ithaca. I started it, and it definitely, it felt like it, it got everyone riding more. And then, I think that was inspiration, kind of, for Johnny, who started the um, the Instagram group message. And that was definitely, like I said before, that was definitely what really cemented everyone riding to get together. Mm-hmm. And things being so, so strong. Yeah. 
It's a small group, but still strong. You know. You know. We were we were paused, and I had every opportunity. I should have gone and refilled my water. That's empty. Probably. Here, I'll fill it for you. Nice job. Well, you don't have to. It's yeah, cool. but I'm not doing anything. If you insist. <laughs> yeah. We we have. Uh, I need to get some too. I forgot some. We have John sitting in now. From God. from the last podcast that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the future previous podcast. Yeah. The, whatever. Dude, this is like time paradox, man. <laughs> Things are crazy. <laughs> so, anyway. 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 I really hate my camera angle. Why? It's just, like, yours is good, mine is so profiled that it drives me a little bit insane. <laughs> I need almost a third camera to sit right there, yeah, next to that one. This one's sweet when I'm, like, streaming games or doing uh, something like that, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know. You just get a third one. Fixed. <laughs> Or just get one and put it up in the drop ceiling that sees both of us. Yeah. I'd probably just do it with my GoPro. Oh, definitely. It might, I, I don't know how you would do it with streaming, but I'm sure you could. Oh, no, it wouldn't be relevant then. I just oh, change okay. which input I'm looking at. But. Oh, yeah. GoPro for just doing the, the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um get, just get a 360 camera and then I can just back and forth yeah. through the whole every time someone talks dude um Dan Foley got a 360 camera and the inst- I think he got the Insta 360 and he's been doing like self filming come around the yep, computer get away from that uh, good call because Dan Foley is like, he's pretty known for his self-film stuff. And he got the the 360 cam, and he was so pumped when he got it. Because he can, like, do panning shots mm-hmm. with self-film stuff. And he was like, dude, this is changing the game. I was pretty stoked. I've been I've been thinking about it. Just because you can just set it up and still be able to pan. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. So yeah, you cool. just choose the path later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't really seen too much about those, but... The only... All I've seen is from Dan. Alright, so I, so I got, a, got a question for you photography-wise. Okay. Why photo over video? Um, I guess... Because... Obviously, something led you that way in the first place, but why? In the first... Why... Like, in the beginning? Why? Just why? (laughs) Or why in general now? I I think it's kind of all-inclusive, right? It's not like... Well, it's... The why before... the, The reason it stuck with me and that's why that's the thing that I was more drawn to is unlike everyone else I didn't have a lot of videos like I didn't have this massive VHS collection of like all the props all that shit 
I didn't have that. My parents didn't didn't buy me videos. I had Albert Street at all time low, and I got to watch. It's a it's a weird selection for your parents to approve and not give they, you well, other options. They they didn't buy those. My my friends gave them to me. Yeah. You know, they like they were things that I I got and they didn't really know about. You know, but with photos, like I got to see all the magazines. Our our library at Newark Valley had a subscription to Ride, Dig, um, and BMX Plus. So I had all three magazines anytime I wanted. And I could look at every issue because they, they had the subscriptions for a very long time. And it, that's, it was just so easy to see photos and I guess the reason why photos stuck with me was because a photo, as far as BMX is concerned, to me is more dynamic. You can do way more creative stuff with lighting on the spot. Like if you're lighting a video clip, way more difficult, you need way more gear, to run the lights, especially like on our budget, <laughs> like we don't have no one really in the BMX industry has the budget to run battery powered like video hot lights. It's, mm-hmm. It doesn't happen. So you see more like street light, like st- street lamp lit. Or like an LED panel on top of a, a video camera, like as far as nighttime, and then daytime it's all natural light, which is cool. Like a lot of the, the videographers in BMX and skate, they're they're great. They do a great job, but with photos, it's way easier to carry strobes now more than ever. Carry strobes, make a dynamic interesting thing and that's that's why I choose it now more you know why I prefer it now um it's to me a photo is way more interesting than a video clip and in the long run a photo can get looked at for a very long time can okay, it can it. almost be studied to a exactly. point. Exactly, it can be it can be studied. Video clip, man, that's three seconds. I think and to some gone. degree too, like, well, yes and no. I mean, you got to look at. Let's take your Albert Street De- as an example. Depends, like, it does depend on how the many times have you watched it? How many times have I watched Albert Street? <laughs> I've seen them out, but it depends on the video. So, it, I, and I think that's relevant though because it depends on the photo too. Less so. Johnny doing a bar spin on a bank in Syracuse. Photo looks sick. People will look at that. 
because the lighting is super interesting. Of course, it's it's John Chorus, you know. It's people know him. It just works. Stuff like that. It works. And but you take the same same thing. Make a video clip of it. It's just a bar spin on the bank. Well, I I think clip. I think that a lot of it depends on what type of stuff you like to shoot too. Yeah. So like, let's just put it out there. Your favorite trick, tabletop. Tabletops inevitably look sicker in photos than they do yeah. in a clip, ninety nine percent of the time. Okay. But let's like my riding for example. Looks, oh, yeah. looks no, terrible on both, but there's, there's nothing conveys there's a place, <laughs> via like, photo. If you're doing lines that have like intricate pieces that all like that's spread out, like a lot of the grind combos that are happening these days, those need to be done in video. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. But. Like, photos still so relevant. You know, you can shoot a, a part of that line and then have a caption of it. Yeah. I mean, that's not what I would prefer to do. But even still, with a, a grind combo, you can shoot a sequence. Mm-hmm. And especially with the lighting technology we have these days, my flashes on full power blast and all the light they can blast can keep up with the high speed sequence on my camera and I can do that for 20 frames that I oh look at that in the new dig that Simone Ice Smith exactly. manual 180 I mean that that wasn't lit right because that was a daylight that was, natu- natural, that was natural light light shot but it was also black but too. that's you can you can string long lines together with a photo mm-hmm. you definitely do that it's got to get creative yeah it out. and those are awesome photos too you know mm-hmm. um but in, in the beginning the reason why photo was more relevant to me was because i i looked at max i didn't watch videos really i didn't have any internet you know like like I said, I live in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even that we couldn't like we my parents didn't really want internet. It was more that there was no internet. Mm-hmm. Well, and even the <laughs> that era of the internet, like that early two thousands, yeah, like I mean, we were playing you, Oregon Trail. <laughs> no, you you just couldn't you couldn't log in and watch a full length video. You yeah. couldn't log in and watch a clip like you had to go to something like midwestbmx.net or whatever yeah. it was and like you could download an individual clip but you were on your parents dial up connection most and likely and it was forever. like you're downloading a clip and they're going yeah. get off this I need to use the phone yeah I mean for for us there wasn't even dial up at our house so you could look at photos and that was really about it yeah. online yeah and the the magazines were just so much easier 
Because, like, even not at the library, we could go to a supermarket and, like, I, I'd piss and moan and be like, Mom, I want this mag. I want, you know, it's a new ride. And, you know, it was, couple, you know, it was like five bucks. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Easy. It's five bucks for a magazine. And I could look at that magazine for months. Months. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to take up space on the TV. You know? My, my parents wanted to watch TV. That's fine. I'm looking at my magazine. It's there. I don't, I don't need anyone, anyone else. I don't need anything else. It doesn't have to hands. be recharged. Yeah, it doesn't need to be recharged. It's like paper. Dead. It's in my hands, you know? It, that's just, oh, it was a great thing. And the fact that the library had the subscriptions. All right, was, well... The, that the, was pretty sweet. <laughs> the next question... <laughs> Is film or digital, and why? Um, and and let's let's take cost out of the equation on that. Like, let's just assume that you well, had so kind of unlimited film. Here's the thing: film is less expensive than digital. Definitely, Travis Moritz already ran that down. Film is less expensive. You could you can buy a film camera, or I mean, dialed, like. Canon one one V. It's the film probably equivalent to my digital body and do like everything that my digital body not everything, but a lot that my digital body can do. Um and that body is like you can get a dialed one for like two hundred bucks. My digital body, fifty three hundred. Mm-hmm. So you you compare those costs and how fast digital degrades value. When I go to sell that body, I'm getting shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and with that, film is less expensive. But back to the question. But I mean, I, I, I get that. I'm also thinking about it from the standpoint of like if you're trying to shoot a sequence and you're and it's a hundred tries for this person to land that trick. So that that's the thing. But I guess you're not developing those roles. The ones that aren't landed, you're just not developing that role. You're just not developing. Yeah, pretty much. But But again, cost cost out of it either way. See, if you're not developing those roles, those are wasted wasted money so that would kind of equate to cost but cost out of it um for ease of use and um for sequences definitely i i do like digital there is something about shooting film and developing my own film that's very satisfying and uh, back to you know, going back to Travis Moritz. He is hardcore film. Everything's film. He, he stopped shooting digital a long time ago. He does these um, videos about like photography theory and like stuff like that. Technically, if you're shooting digital, you're not making photographs. Technically, so. 
that that's that's kind of a, a weird thing and it's like you're shooting you an be, image yeah you're you're creating a digital image you're not creating a photograph photograph is exposing a light sensitive substance to light so photography has to be made with enamel or gelatin mm -hmm. blah 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 um but back to like that's being a photographer you want to make photographs like and there's a lot that goes into film that makes film really cool makes it a very viable thing it lasts forever you can have your your negatives they will be your negatives forever you make a print with film that print will last forever you can have you know if you archive it properly and mm -hmm. and non-acid boxes blah 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 you can have that print forever hard drives hard drives crash all the time mm -hmm. it's terrible <laughs> and well, heartbreaking and the yeah <laughs> what's the viable yeah. life on an SD card like let's say you lock it down you put store your images on it you lock the SD card they're only rated for I mean it's like a good amount of time I think it's like 10 years or something like that but yeah. it's like I know it's it's all been tested by artificial aging yeah. and like test practices not like real life we're actually getting 10 years out of this or we're actually getting 15 or who knows what yeah it's for me i've never like out yeah, i've never had an sd card for the life mm -hmm. for like that long i don't know I, I rotate sd cards like every three years mm -hmm. they're just so cheap now and I don't really need, you know, I can I can get 32 gig extreme cards. Mm -hmm. That's all I really need. So did you see the two two terabyte? Oh yeah, um, Lexar <laughs> I think has a two terabyte micro SD. Yeah, ridiculous. It's wild. <laughs> I've always been like of the mindset to never record over anything. So like video side. Yeah. I have every mini DV tape that I've ever recorded on. Yeah. I have all my VHSC tapes that I've ever recorded on. We never recorded over anything. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of my deal with myself moving to any digital stuff. Like, I will not re-record over this yeah. SD card. I will just get a new SD card, and I will archive that one. I, I reformat but well that kills your viable life the more you record over it yeah but then again this day but and age I it's am, recording on a phone it, so like you can't little, you can't not it's so i'm formatting i'm not like erasing images mm -hmm. and then I, i'm reformatting the the card so it's a little bit different i can see that it it will bring down the life doing that but like i said i don't keep anything longer than three years yeah yeah you're not even tapping into like a yeah. problem yeah i'm not i'm not trying to shoot something important they, i mean they go out of 
size yeah so quickly you're like so quickly irrelevant like i posted a picture on instagram a couple weeks ago of my mp3 player from really not that yeah. long ago it was like a 128 megabyte mp3 player yeah. Woo! i had a mini disc yeah i had a mini disc player <laughs> that's what i rode with it was like a hard floppy disc that held uh basically an album that's awesome. Oh, I, I remember those. That was yeah. Sony. Yeah, it's kind of like my, my daughter has those magnetic little connector yeah. blocks. It was like those, but it held music. Yeah, I had a I had a video camera that recorded to mini desk. Oh, nice. Oh, we did too. My yeah. dad bought it. And it was then, fucking terrible. Yeah, you, you couldn't edit it. You couldn't edit it. It was just no a, it was a published yeah. DVD. Oh, no, no shit. So, like, so whatever you did, you did. Those yeah. cameras were awesome for, like, a I parent that was recording a baseball game for their son. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because you could just rip it out, throw it in your DVD player, it was good so to go, and you could watch your son's baseball game. I got but, it. And, like, this this was before I started hanging out with, like, the Newark Valley crew. This was me and Seth Church, who lived down the road from me, we had a dirt tabletop at the bottom of this driveway. That was like that was our BMX. That was our that was my very first start of BMX. And a kid Mac Ian, he brought Albert Street over, uh, and me and Seth had been riding for a, a while. And Matt brought Albert Street, and that was like done. This is what I'm doing. Screw everything else. Like we we experimented a little bit with skateboarding and, and like rollerblading, and we saw Albert Street. And we we're like, nope, be hacks. How do you go and, about rollerblading in the middle of the woods? Well, he okay, okay. <laughs> Seth had um a sidewalk. It was like this wide, and maybe from like this wall to that wall, so like I don't know, like fifteen, 15 feet. feet and- yeah, fifteen feet long by like two foot wide and that's what we skated on and tried rollerblading on rollerblading was like really nothing we didn't really we were like okay we'll try it we we saw some dudes huck big you know, rollerblade stuff mm-hmm. we were like oh you know that might be cool and then we we like never really got into it but skateboarding, we got into a little bit. Seth got really good. Um, but when I saw Albert Street, it was like, it was seriously, everything else didn't even matter. I was like, I just, I want to ride bikes. That's it. And, yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Yes, you, uh... Oh, the, the, the tapes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we saw Elbridge Street, we started riding a lot, and I bought the little tape, the, the little mini-disc video camera, because it was cheap, and the other option was a Handycam, and it was not cheap. <laughs> so, guess what? I didn't get a Handycam. <laughs> so we got the mini-disc recorder, and I was like, Oh my God, Seth, this is going to be so cool. We're going to record stuff. We're going to edit. We're going to make a little video. And then we were like, we can't edit it. 
can't do anything to it. can't do anything to it. So we had a, a disc that was full of, like, us eating it. Like, constantly. <laughs> and, like, four good clips. Yeah, that like, four good there. clips. And we were like, yeah, this is... This, oh. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> so, and that was, that was my first experience with trying to do video. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that helped with doing it video. Probably did not. <laughs> but with with cameras, with photos, um, I got a Canon AE one, and I, I was shooting photos, developing like one hour photo kind of thing. And then high school came around, did photo class. It was like. The world was just open to me. And the teacher, um, Mr. Holden, his favorite teacher, hands down. I, I love that dude. Um, he, he, like, trusted me. No other teachers trusted me. I mean, look at me. You're a teacher. Would you trust me? So Mr. Holden trusted me, and he, like, let me take flashes home and stuff. And these were like, at the time, they were big ticket flashes. Mm-hmm. And I had a, my dad realized that I was like really stoked on photos. So he bought me a little digital Rebel. Um, it was the Canon Rebel XTI. And the flash, the flashes that the photo lab had worked with that camera. So he let me experiment a lot with flashes and stuff. And it was so cool that, like, one, a teacher trusted me. And two, like, it was something I could do that I didn't need anyone else. Like, obviously with the BMX stuff, I started needing someone to ride Mm -hmm. so I could take a picture. But it it was just, I could walk around and just take pictures. And they were there forever, you know, because I was shooting a lot of film. I had shot more film at that time, even though I had the Digital Rebel. Shot more film than ever before, because one, I was getting free film. Mm-hmm. And when you're in high school and don't have a job, that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> and two, I had a place to develop it. Yeah. So I didn't have to pay someone to develop my film also pretty fuck cool so that was like that really all the magazine stuff with the access to cameras I had and then the photo class that was all like boom photos that's it I like photos there's one other thing with developing film too that like you can get a bad development, yeah, and you can end up with something really awesome that you did not intend on, yeah, and you, you can't do that digital no you can like, you can you put those effects entirely. in, but you have to have yeah. the vision, and it's never an accident and that's a pleasant, wonderful accident so happy accident yeah, right? that's, there you go. that's a thing. Another thing with photo stuff for me is I'm the reason why photos 
uh, resonated with me rather than other art forms like drawing and, and stuff. I, I'm not actually creative when it comes to that stuff. Like I can get creative on my bike. I can I can do kind of creative things with lights, whatever, or like angles. But it needs to be presented to me. Like someone saying, hey, I'm going to whip this. It needs to be presented to me. Or a spot needs to be presented to me. I can figure out how to shoot the spot. But making something up that I cannot do. I cannot draw something from scratch. Like... I, so the, yeah, like the graphic design side or something is not your strong yeah, suit. Yeah, it needs to be presented, and I can I can make... It's not just capturing an Im image, because I do a lot of work to make an image to shape light and stuff, but it's not making it from nothing. It's capturing what is there. I'm just trying to make it look cool. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, that's the big thing with photos. And I like that I can do that. <laughs> okay. Or at least I think I can. Um, I mean, you can. Yay. Whether it's good or not. Ooh. Fucking <laughs> stop. <laughs> well, I mean, it's... It's all art, though. Like, at the end of the day, it's all yeah. art, and, like... It's subjective. Some people just aren't going to be into it. Yeah. Some people are wrong. Yeah. I like it. And, um... You recently had a written response to an Imprimatur article... Yeah. ...regarding... Is specifically clips, but it's media, it's photos, yeah. anything like that. Um, I know it's not the Imprimatur podcast, but do you want to touch into that at all? Do you want to say anything, or do you so, want to just say go read the article and figure it out? Well, everyone should go read the article. M Mike helped me immensely with that because I'm terrible writing. So what what me and him did was. I, throughout a couple weeks span, I just wrote down random thoughts, and at the end, I kind of sent it all to him, and he, he organized it. I, I tried to, like, not be too flaky on, like, putting, oh, this here, but it actually goes with this over here. I tried not to be, like, terrible. Here's a massive puzzle. Figure it out. Yeah, I tried. Yeah, <laughs> here's here's an insight into my brain. I know it's scary. You figure it out. Yeah, I haven't been able how, to. How clever is your brain? Um, but he he went through it and he he really organized my thoughts, and I feel like he really got the point across that I was trying to make. Um. And what I was trying to make was the point that um, a rider has something to sell, a company has something to sell, a photographer or a videographer, the, this was specifically talking about video, but... That was it, the whose clip is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, it also relates to a photo. 
because this is this is a super common thing with photos all the time it's uh, the videographer and photographer what they have to sell is the clip or the photo it's their product mm -hmm. and if they don't own it they don't have a product and no one's just gonna give them money for something that they can't own mm -hmm. it's and everyone wants to think of it in a way of like oh just be courteous and like give the rider the clip and situationally it, yes yeah I mean it's it's different if it's your your buddy with the bro cam yeah, right. yeah. Well, oh that, yeah that that's doesn't cool. count you know whatever but if you're talking about a career videographer or photographer no Mm -hmm. They own it. They want to give it to you. That's cool. They made that choice. Well, or if it's if it's under a contract, obviously, then that whole yeah, like Mike's, goes Mike's situation where he, he paid the videographer. You know, there was a contract with the videographer, and he was supposed to um, transfer all clips. Yeah, because money was money was exchanged. I paid for those clips. Yeah. My, yeah, yeah. Mike's company paid for the clips. Yeah, they're no longer the Done. videographers because he exactly. sold them. Yeah, you sold your product. And you, with photos, you have to be careful with, with selling all of your rights. You don't sell all of your rights. No, you can still you, reproduce you yours. License yeah. Photos. But see, you also have the responsibility. I've seen people, a couple, who were video makers. Yeah. Sort of lazy ones. Film some clips that people needed, you know, like crazy, crazy fucking clips, and just refused to give them up, but never did anything with them. So they were dead and lost in the water, and they were some of the some of the wildest shit. Yeah, that I've seen. So he, but the dude blew his responsibility, and he also refused to give those clips up to the to the guy who whose clips they he did. But in a legal sense, so he's not that, actually obligated yeah, to. Right, yeah. but if you like, don't, you're kind of just you're a dick, huh. and then you're not going to get worked with. Right, which happened, and, and that's it fine. Was done, and you're done. But those yeah. clips got completely lost, and they were clips that shouldn't have ever been well, lost. Yeah, it, definitely. I mean, not from a loss standpoint, but like when you're talking about, let's say, company contracts clips to be filmed and then I leave that company mm -hmm. like are you going to use those clips anyway in I, your video I in, some, in some instances maybe the, the which is okay for it, then it's their decision yeah they can just hold it out on you just to be a dick or you know yeah or, I mean, or not, look, not we just to be a dick. here's the value that this clip has to us here's what we paid for it yeah if you, you can, want it you can buy it Buy it it's a product yourself. it's a product and you can't a lot of like ryan's response ryan uh, he's the one that writes for the challenger um i think his name's ryan i'm not positive but he was going at it in a more well why do we need to think of this as, like in corporate terms or business terms why is money the factor? And it's like, because it is. Because we live in this, a, a this, capitalist society regardless of whether we like it or not. Yeah, we're, we're in a capitalist society 
and BMX as much as you want it to be your lifestyle and your your special thing BMX is an industry and you got to get over that money exchange BMX that's how it is BMX ha- and I think it stems from skateboarding and the counterculture of it all in general but yeah BMX has a thing against making money there is nothing wrong with making money yeah. doing something if you it, it, there is a point where it becomes like greed and gluttony and right. like oh yeah but that's up. wrong but we still live in a society there is yeah. nothing wrong with existing mm-hmm. and making money and Absolutely. and not struggling for your entire life yeah and it's weird that BMX can't accept that. Yeah. And it's it's like I'd rather struggle than than sell out and it's like, well, you can struggle alone, man, like yeah. It, there's no point in not pushing. See, to- and and the other thing is with BMX and like the the culture of not making money. They don't realize like they've done a lot of people don't realize that <laughs> the deep part of the culture. The, the 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 problem with not making money is the fact that if you don't make money, you can't push your ideas. And if you think your ideas are cool, you want people to see your ideas. You know? So you want to push it and you need money to do that. Ooh. Let's look at it this way too. If if no one's making money and we all just exist like complete socialism, right? If everyone just exists and everyone is like expected to do their part, we live in a world where we all do make money and we still know the, that half the morons out there, if not more than half, aren't pulling their weight. Yeah. How how are you even getting paid and you're not doing anything? Now, let's say we're going to pay you equivalent or you just get everything you need just because all the time. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be motivated to go out oh, and work and do <laughs> anything? That's why that always fails and falls apart. Yeah. It's, you got to you got to have money to push things and there needs to be money flowing for motivation it's just how it is and Rightfully i don't think so. it's bad yeah no like i mean well, there's nothing the, wrong with there's that. too much stuff that you can't do barter system for everything yeah you need something to transfer oh yeah, i want what you got you it, don't want what it i doesn't, got doesn't i say money needs to exchange Something needs to exchange, like mm-hmm. barter system. Barter system's cool. Barter yeah, system but is still capitalism. Yeah, right. it's still capitalism, definitely. But because, nowadays, it's just too much shit. But it, it's not focused yeah. on a, on a money, right? Mm-hmm. Per se. Well, yeah, but that only works when there's ten things that, to do in the whole world, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Tom sells coconuts. I have watermelon, and you have livestock. Yeah. And we collectively agree, like, all right, well, your one livestock is worth 
10 coconuts or yeah. three watermelons. And yeah. Like, okay. But you know what? I fucking hate watermelon, and you can't have any of my cow. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that, that's where you're like, well, I need money because I do want the cow, but yeah, you don't want my watermelon. Or you can barter. So that's where you need. That's where you need people. to get money. Mm-hmm. Like that's where money plays its. Because if you don't like watermelon, what if you like coconut? Yeah, you gotta give me coconuts. Yeah, I'll trade him coconut, and he can trade you coconut. Right. Because maybe he doesn't like coconut. Basically, barter system's pretty cool, but it's not perfect. <laughs> I'll trade you three bent rims for. <laughs> A brand new fork. How's that sound? Uh, I don't have brand new forks, so you're out of luck. <laughs> um, what were we on? Oh, um, Imprimatur. Imprimatur. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was really cool. All three good, good points. Um, Ryan's point is definitely still valid to me. There needs to be, you know, respect. It's not all about money, but the money aspect does need to be a point. You can't neglect it. Yeah. And let, that's that's why I say um, what he said definitely still has weight. It still matters. But I think my point needed to be in there. Mm-hmm. And apparently Mike did too. <laughs> so. Yeah. But I, yeah, everyone should really go check that out. A lot of work went into it. Well, and it really and the initial article in the first place. Yeah, to see Mike's like initial article. All the context surrounding yeah, it. Because you got to see that. That one's it's very good. important. If I were a good host, I would link to that. I'm not going to. Oh. <laughs> well. Because I'm not taking notes to remember, <laughs> hey, link to that. I'll I'll totally I'll remind you. All right, sure. He's not even gonna link my website, so I, at best <laughs> I'll link your Instagram. <laughs> so you mean I need to make a T-shirt real quick so tomorrow I can <laughs> have my Instagram right across my chest so I don't have to worry about it. Oh, you can wear it for <laughs> no, tomorrow. We're, we're good. Can, I don't know if you. <laughs> I'm just. Did you bring a work shirt? You mean in the last episode you're gonna have to wear a? <laughs> yeah, in the in the in the in the last episode you're gonna episode, have to make a thing before yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a fun concept. Um, when it's it's all based around the fact that I didn't. Photos are way cooler. Didn't do a proper intro on this. TodBeckmanPhoto.com. But links are way cooler. Everyone follows links. They don't follow what you say. But you mean I gotta look it up, type it, and yeah. learn how to spell we're it? We're not gonna make it this far through the podcast anyway. I'm not that interested. <laughs> Especially by the well, I mean, the way we started it was pretty good. Yeah. I I went to do a um, went to do like just a little test recording and make sure that my level reading was accurate and that everything sounded good and Tom just like started off on a rant and I'm like well it was I guess it's that's the intro and I just have about, to trust the levels now oh could you yeah. have it today and someone else he said a couple of things and it was like yeah. should probably just leave that in and call leave it that, a day. leave that right there <laughs> 
Um, yeah, what? when did you lose your tooth? When did you get a new tooth? What's your tooth? Oh, my, my front tooth right here? I've broken that four times. This is this going to be my, such an asshole talking shit to people. Yeah, right? <laughs> this is my fifth <laughs> Stop crime. kissing your bar ends <laughs> while you ride. I'd actually, two of... One was the first time I broke it, a lamp fell on my face when I was a kid. I got a crown. Second time, I was playing with Connects. I was still a kid. Playing with Connects. It wouldn't pop into the freaking socket, and I bit on it, pop it in. Broke your crown. Broke my crown. <laughs> got a new crown. <laughs> I could have told you that. In the <laughs> Next one was a bar end. Actually, then I was I was rolling something in a rolling paper, and I went to bite off the end, just like this, with that tooth. Broke the crown off. I didn't know you smoked tobacco. That was a long time ago. I quit smoking cigarettes. No, I didn't know you smoked. I, I didn't know that you smoked cigarettes. Six years ago. Maybe longer. I don't remember. Yes. Back when 18-year-olds could smoke cigarettes? Back when 18-year-olds could smoke cigarettes. That's, that's, yep. Did they get grandfathered in, you know? <laughs> like, I would be pissed if I was 19, I got this smoking habit, and they're like, oh, you gotta be 21 now. Like, yeah, oh, fuck. No, dude, I'm weak. I'm yeah, in already. Like, fuck there you. should be a three-year window where it, like, doesn't <laughs> yeah. apply. The yeah. grandfather clause. <laughs> that's a thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that happened. And that one was the one before this one. And I didn't I stopped like I didn't go to the dentist for a long time to get it fixed. And just recently I went and I got a nice dial crown. I paid more for this one than all the other ones, so. If it busted out today, I would have been real bummed. <laughs> Bar end. <laughs> Hit my face today. Not stoked. <laughs> Oppo tables. Fly out Oppo tables. Fly out Oppo table. I'm glad it was from. Well, I'm kind of glad it was fly out. Better than a landing. Oh, know. you might not hit your chip to tooth. That's the thing. I hit the, um, the deck soon. The deck so hard that it was like might have been just a tumble. Yeah, it's a gift for doing flyout tricks, man. How old are you? <laughs> old enough for you? I'm doing flyout tricks. Yeah, old enough <laughs> where I'm I doing flyout tricks for real. Yeah, you. <laughs> when you landed that oppo table, were you gonna land cranks or pedals? <laughs> It was pedals. <laughs> Good answer. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> a bu a bunch of people. Um. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to talk about? Any, uh, Anything you want to shout out? People you want to shout out? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
You should all go check out It's Fine Crew on Instagram. Um, I guess you should also check out Jay Quartz Metalworks. Thought it was JC. Uh, it was Sagan. JC's uh, taken. It's uh, legal Metalworks LLC taken? is JC Metalworks, but email and at Instagram had to be J Quartz. Why? How is that taken? I don't know, but Tom's been telling everyone to follow that other guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> telling. Well, it's your logo that comes up. It pops up. Okay. It just popped. Everyone that I typed it into their phone, it just popped up. Cool. I was like, that's why I kept. I still kept thinking it was JC because that's what I typed in. Yeah. <laughs> you started out, it pops up. You click on it. Yeah. JC. There it is, right at the top. Second <laughs> well, one down. Yeah, I I typed JC Metal. Oh, okay. And it popped up. Every time. Is that in the, like, maybe where your name would go? It's in the search section. I'm, I'm going to look right now because I think it's probably says it's J Quartz Metalworks and then where you would put your name in. Oh, under no, it that's was, work. Oh, is that what yeah. it says work frame? I, yeah, that's how we did it, right? No, I don't fucking remember. Yeah. Anyway. That's technology, dude. Yeah. Real American made. Bicycle frames. Well, mine is not pulling up when I type JC Metal. Really? <laughs> uh huh. Not at all. I don't know. Well, we know who searches me more often. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I think you're in my my tops. I don't even need to go to search. But but means. you know what's higher up than that? Well, no, as soon as I go to search, I think you're just like... I guess you guys can all follow right up there. Grindworks. Ever, I'm the only one not on my phone. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm checking my own JC from my <laughs> personal account. When I type in JC, it just pops up, but yeah. that's pretty obvious. Face Tyler always hangs out at the top of my like recent nice, searches. Dude. Face Tyler is prime. I told Mike about it. He... He's stoked on bass silo. Sweet. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so funny. It's good. Dude, I can't believe Brad was the one. That it still blows my mind. What? The the meme. Oh, yeah, that Yeah. I know. Yeah, did you see that one, John? No. Alright, I'm going to pull this up you, for you real you met, quick. Because you, you met him and you were talking so with him. So you, you'll you understand. Alright. It was his idea. <laughs> That's... Hey, I'm looking at you. Just on your shirt. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, on your shirt. He <laughs> <laughs> made that... Dude, that's it was his awesome. idea. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So uh, I was saying when that came out, it was before my my tooth was fixed, <laughs> and like I totally like I know how you how he feels, you know, <laughs> busted grill, just like me, and but when it came out, I was like, it, it was funny, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like it's so messed up. That it's you would so make messed that. up. And it, it, it's funny because like we can laugh at it because you know Brad's a friend. Mm -hmm. And then 
AB tells me today that it was Brad's idea. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was so messed up. It originally Genius. said West Virginia on it. <laughs> He's like, can you change that to my name? <laughs> can you change that to my name? Fuck, man. It was, that's, there's been some really good things on FaceTime. There's been some really, really messed up things, Oh, absolutely. But, you know, it's like a relationship. You gotta take the good with the bad. (laughs) (laughs) Like the, dude, the get, um, protectors of the spots. That was a good one. That was a good, that one fucking hilarious. There's been a couple good ones I've had to make just from our group chat, and I'm like, (laughs) sent over. Dude, the Raw... Submitted. Yeah, yeah, the Raw's one. Did you see it? I'm sure I I did. The the Christmas album covers? Because the photos always pop up in, you know, video photos, so like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. To clear it, you actually gotta look at it. Um, Dude. Sometimes I just get on that thing. I'm like, oh fuck when, off! When I am not reading this much. When Tony said it. It was hilarious, and then you made that. I, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, all and right. It was like, <laughs> boom, fireworks. <laughs> what, Roz? Are you making a Christmas album? A Chris Christian Christian album. Christian rock album. Yeah. That one yeah. that I made with Bobby <laughs> that I didn't send to Face Tyler. Oh, that was probably a good thing that you didn't send Oh I know, because one. I put the face over his girlfriend's face. Yeah, well I think X. Oh well okay, well then I wouldn't even feel bad about it, but it's still funny. I would still feel bad a little bit for Bobby. <laughs> I mean kinda it is Bobby, so Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, just a good man. one. It was so funny. So funny. <laughs> All I do is eat pizza and fuck these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. So it's fine, crew. It's fine, crew. Face Tyler. <laughs> Face Tyler. Duh. JC. J Quartz. J Quartz Metalworks. Um, I guess you could follow me. I'm Tom Beckman Photo. You can follow my Toyota page because I like Toyotas. That's Toyota underscore Tom. Oh, and yeah, no worries, crew. <laughs> it's at NWC BMX. Yeah, I I don't really have any other shout outs, (laughs) except I guess Grindworks. Thanks for letting me do this podcast, guys. Thanks for letting me me sit in on your podcast, bro. (laughs) Thanks for taking me through a time warp. (laughs) Yeah, that was, (laughs) I don't remember a lot of things in my life, and that brought back a lot of things in my life. Remember that time I broke my head open at HCS? Yeah, you did half of the full pipe, and then you came down upside down. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that. It was unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> you were there two whole minutes, I and re- you're like, I you were just talking about how many times you've had concussions, and you're like, 
It's been a while, though. I haven't had one recently. I haven't had one recently. <laughs> I'm going to go ride this Boom. pipe. <laughs> oh, my head's bleeding. You basically said, you know, I'm going to go get a concussion real quick. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had one in a long time. I'm going to go knock myself Let out. Let me go to that full pipe. See ya. <laughs> you ever watch someone just dive onto their head? Check this out. <laughs> What's up, dude? <laughs> We're gonna get this done. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember that. I remember it after. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it after, dude. Did you guys see the Tony Blair doing the backflip to a mattress? No. Dude, oh my god, mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta get him to share that again. He learned backflips onto two B mattresses off of a kicker. Okay. Yeah, first time didn't go so hot. He <laughs> yeah. went straight on his head. He said, I couldn't <laughs> remember the whole week. <laughs> what was that Tom Might video where he did the backflip off the pal- the piece of plywood? Did not go well. I don't remember. Oh, it was like a fucking separated shoulder or something. Yeah, I don't remember I, that one. I, it was an animal video. I don't remember. Jersey riding video? Most of my life, it's hard to remember other people. No, other people. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's right. You said you don't really remember videos much. Not at all. What's your concussion count at, Tom? Pretty sure it's still at 22. <laughs> it's, it's it's a good one. I don't know. That's, that's not concussions, today. right? That's, no. That's, that's KOs. <laughs> that's KOs. <laughs> Those are times that I know I have lost time. Like, positive. I've had one where I'm like, oh, I don't know how long that was. Well, that's good. <laughs> I don't know if I was on the ground for 20 minutes or for the, fucking you, 13 you seconds, the, you know? The, those are rookie numbers, John. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those numbers. Oh, my head hurts. I just remember afterwards, we went to the <laughs> ER. Uh, Greg and Dylan took me. Greg Blossom, oh, that's good. Cole. I was just told not to go to sleep. And I, t- I just... Every time. <laughs> well, I also I cut my, my, my chin open, so I had uh, a big gash. I needed stitches. Um, and I had just shown Dylan the movie The Omen with Bonia. Oh, yeah. And we're sitting in the waiting room, and I nudge Dylan, and I point to this kid. I mean, if he was a fucking twin, I wouldn't be surprised. It was Jeez. a spitting image of Damien, and Dylan's like, what the fuck, what the man? fuck? <laughs> Johnny's over here dying, and we got Damien Damien staring at us, all creepy like. So looking around for Dobermans, like, oh man, yeah, or they were out wild. Yeah, like concussions. I guess like I could have more, but like I never went to the doctors. You know, I I was in a loose Mm -hmm. community. You know, when you get knocked out, just oh, <laughs> shake it off. Don't go to sleep. Yeah. Don't go to sleep for a couple hours. That's yeah. that's what you did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. Oh, we should probably get you to the doctors because you just lost time. <laughs> well, and like, <laughs> it's actually amazing from the standpoint of you could bump your head one time, and whether you go to to sleep right away or not, you can blood clot and have a stroke. Yeah. And it sucks. If it's like a mild one, you'd end up lucky. 
a bad one, you'd probably just end up dead, but... In the middle is where you got to worry. But, oh yeah. But, that many times, no attention, and you're just like, I'm good. Yeah, I mean... I'm a little spotty in spots, but... I'm not good. Like, definitely not good. At this point in the podcast, everyone knows that. Yeah. (laughs) And if they don't... They missed it. They were <laughs> They're a little bit less good. Yeah, they're less good. <laughs> they're on a lower. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's rough, you know. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I really wish I could remember, and like, I definitely wear my helmet more now. More. <laughs> uh, I used to, uh, when I first started putting my helmet back on. Dylan yeah. and I went to BU. First time I've knocked myself. Like, didn't knock myself out. Got concussed. Yeah. While street riding. First time I also wore a helmet. Just the whole time while street riding. I'm like, God damn it, really? Yeah. I, I think it's happens. cool. To see how many people are wearing helmets right yeah. now. Oh, yeah, it's great. Because I don't, like, we grew up in a time, like, you, you were lucky enough to where you had parents that, like, really cared. And I feel like they kind of pushed you to wear a helmet. Uh, I mean, like, at the very beginning, it was provided to me, but, like, I always just wore it. Yeah. It was it was not something where they're like you have to wear this, even though I'm sure it would have been. Yeah. But it was just like, why wouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah. And that was always my mentality, and I feel that same way about things like seatbelts too. Like I don't put it on if I'm gonna drive recklessly. I just wear it. Yeah. See, I grew up in. A situation where no one wore helmets, everyone was riding some of the biggest trails that most people have ever seen, no helmets. My dad was a Marine, refused to wear Mm seatbelts, because it's his choice if he wants to die. I don't inherently disagree with that. (laughs) No. Yeah, I I don't either, but he don't was force me. He was so firm on it because mm-hmm. he, my dad, really stubborn to a point where like his stubbornness, I probably gonna kill him. I would say that from a seatbelt standpoint, if you want to have that discussion quick, and helmets on motorcycles too, I feel the same way on this. It shouldn't be a law. Nope. It should be. If they want to require it, your insurance company should require it. Yeah. And yeah, if you're in an accident and they say, hey, look, they weren't wearing their seatbelt, the insurance company can deny your claim or raise your rates through the roof. They're like, Here, this is a contract that you signed with us that you will wear this. Yeah. I went to a school with a kid who was in like three good accidents while he was... Uh, in, in high school. Two of them, he got ejected out of the car because he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Mm-hmm. And both times uh, that that happened, 
the paramedics showed up and they're like, oh my god, if you were in that fucking car when they hit the next flip, you wouldn't be here. Yeah. Like, the ejection saved mm-hmm. him both times. Like, two or three. Was this the dude that was a bad driver? No, no. Okay. I always... <laughs> that was... He actually, the dude who was a bad driver was a, a Chango local, a bike rider. Okay. And he was a fucking... I mean, four accidents within two months. One of them was hitting a motorcycle rider. Um, like, you goddamn it, get a... Get get a slow big boat, please. Don't have a little speedy race car. <laughs> There's the the things that can hurt other people. That's that's where I get. That's where mm-hmm. your stupid rules can apply. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if you are like just hurting yourself, not your prerogative. <laughs> then that's you're me. Just hurting yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. My responsibility is me. Your responsibility is you. Don't push you on me. <laughs> That's rape. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't push you on me. <laughs> well, and that that changes through time, too, because, like, your responsibility is also Fiona. Right. Yeah. And Carrie. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, Which I, I wear my helmet now. I do put a seatbelt on more frequently. I have a responsibility to my puppies. Yeah. Same thing. Don't let anybody tell you differently. They love me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it's just uh, part of its force of habit. Like, if you're not used to doing it yeah. all the time, like, for me... It's it would be weird to not put my helmet on to go ride or like to get in the car. I end up putting my seatbelt on if I'm just backing it up, and it's yeah. just because when I get in the car, I put my seatbelt on. And it's like the force of habit. Yeah. Yeah. With with helmets, I like I said, I was in a community that. Didn't necessarily. It, it, it I mean, kind of looking down on helmets. You, you get made fun of if you show up wearing a helmet. Yeah. Back in those days. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you showed up to the acres with a helmet, I don't think anyone would have. Well, you no, because they weren't actually shitty. It wasn't a shitty place. Yeah. It's just you know I don't want to. But you know, know. you know, if you showed up to ride street with a helmet, no question about it, yeah. you were someone was talking shit to you. <laughs> You were a goon. Yeah. Like, sweet helmet, bro. Sweet helmet. (laughs) And so, all of that, like, combined, it made it so I didn't really wear a helmet much. (laughs) Now look at me. (laughs) I'm definitely a situational helmet wearer. Yeah. If I'm going even mildly out of my comfort zone, I'll put it back. I'll put it on. But otherwise, if I'm just cruising around... See, the only time I go out of my comfort zone these days is when I go away, like coming here to mm-hmm. ride the wheel mill. I learned off what tables. I ate shit on one. And I had a helmet on. I like going out of my comfort zone frequently. It makes my balls tingle and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I'm glad you guys came down. I haven't ridden that box room in months because yeah. I just haven't been riding enough to feel good on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they were riding the spine, and I'm, like, feeling loose on that. I'm like, all right, I'll go case box jumps with you guys. It's <laughs> yeah. cool. You were jumping the spine real smooth. Yeah. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen you ride. Well, not like there's a lot of spines around the ride. Well, yeah. Yeah, but to be fair, like, I don't think most people have seen me ride a skate park properly because it's not my preferred method. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not really what happens. And growing up, I mean, when I did ride with you, it was normally in HCSs, which is more of like a, a DIY plaza mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to a proper skate park. You know, I mean, he had the indoor part, but it wasn't massive and it wasn't box jumps and spine minis. Yeah. It was still almost you know, transition plaza style. But I I do have to say, um, living in Pittsburgh has about tripled my riding speed and it's still slow. (laughs) (laughs) But I have so many bowls that I can go ride at any given point in time. Maybe he's like, I could notch it back too and still not (laughs) change the name of my company to Slow Works. (laughs) Slow Works. Slow Works. Did you? I mean, you guys saw how bad that one clip it. <laughs> it was. Pretty uh, bad. I was in the background of. One. That was notched back like five clicks. I don't know that one. <laughs> no, that was. It, it was a rodeo grind. It wasn't. It was just like a crank arm on the ledge. Oh. Mm. But yeah, they had so, so some context for that. <laughs> they just replaced the coping on it. It was sticky. No, it was glass. So the try oh. before that, I hopped on with the speed that I normally do a rodeo grind yeah. with and just got sent. The bike <laughs> rocketed out from under me. Oh. <laughs> so that one was just seeing, okay, how You're slippery is this? Going, I was just feeling it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it that was, happened to be the one. It happened to be the one the other kid filmed his clip in, and I'm just, like, scooting along <laughs> this ledge. Like... <laughs> in the foreground of his clip in a fluorescent <laughs> yellow shirt. Were, were, like, yeah. were you, were you yeah. grinding slowly or did you were you actually No, no, there's a couple of scoots. Yeah. Yeah. I, I grinded That's slow, but there was a couple of scoots in there. Alright, speed up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> It was that slow. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> and the one right after it was awesome. Yeah. I did a real good one right after that. <laughs> Just happened to not be the right one. <laughs> oh, wonderful. That's a. I didn't see that clip until it got sent to the group, I and I'm just like, either. oh man, <laughs> what a rough one. <laughs> to- who, who pointed it out? Was it Tony? Yeah. <laughs> Tony, man, I feel like Tony's got a lot of time on his hands. He's <laughs> always like, uh, not really. He he posts some prime stuff to the group. When he's on it. It's good stuff. It. Yeah. When he's on it, he's on it. Yeah. Like, I guess he's not on it that much. But it's good stuff. Man, the Ross picture, though. That was so good. <laughs> All right. I mean, you've already done your shout-outs like two times and that through now. You want to do them once more or you want to just rap? What are we rapping? Presents? Presents. Sweet. Among, <laughs> among other things. Definitely wear helmets. <laughs> if you didn't get that from the rant. Just listen. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. 
from listening to me. If you didn't catch that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll we'll call this. Um, I'm not doing a proper outro either. I That's didn't do fine. a proper intro. I'm not doing a proper outro. Proper is not really so we're, how we do. So we're just going <laughs> to build it right in. Uh, thanks for checking out the episode. Another another Grindwork podcast. Reco- recording yesterday is tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means. Tomorrow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, follow... Everything Tom said like four times, but Rewind. also uh, at Grindworks underscore BMX on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Send me whatever you want. I don't want it. Send it anyway. You can send me stuff. Uh, or Grindworks BMX without the underscore on Facebook, Mixer, YouTube. Totally check out Mixer. TikTok. Did, did you just say dick talk? TikTok. Oh. Uh, yeah, tick, dicktalk.com, <laughs> dick I was like, I was like, is that a thing? <laughs> That's what this sure. podcast should be called. <laughs> dick talk. Dude, I used to be known for talking, like making dick jokes. I don't do it anymore. I've gotten rusty. You're also known for planking the top of the Baker's Acres wall ride. Yeah. I'm also and known being for naked. riding naked. <laughs> <laughs> I've ridden the acres naked. I've ridden East Shore plenty of times. I did East Shore plenty of times naked. And HCS one time almost naked. Yeah. Time of the naked photo, dude. Almost naked doesn't count as naked. Yeah, that that comes off the list. <laughs> almost only counts. Horseshoes and hand grenades. <laughs> Oh. All right. Thanks for checking it out. Later. Bye.